Good morning, and welcome to episode 123 of the Morning Light Show. We have all had to work with someone that we didn't like, but how about working with someone that you know doesn't like you? That doesn't feel very good to even talk about. However, it is certainly true. It's something that I've dealt with and continue to deal with because there's definitely people out there that don't like me. And I hope they are minimal because none of us likes that feeling that somebody doesn't like us. However, it's impossible for us to be for everybody. Not everybody's going to like our perspective. Not everybody's going to like the way that we think or the way that we do our work. But we can all respect one another and get along. In today's episode, we are going to talk specifically about how you can handle working with someone that you know does not like you. In fact, they may actually downright hate you and not want to have anything to do with you. So some of the things we're going to talk about in the episode is how can you tamper that relationship and make it more neutral and more respectful so that you both feel productive and happy and comfortable in each other's presence. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. Because we are all unique individuals with differing personalities and upbringings and diversity of all shapes and forms and sizes, it is inevitable that there is going to be someone that you work with that you just don't really get along with that well. Now, oftentimes when you don't get along with someone, it's a mutually agreed upon thing you just kind of realize, you know what, you're really different from me. We don't really see eye to eye. We're not really jiving on this. But sometimes you can find out that someone doesn't like you in a way that surprises you where you're like, oh my gosh, that person's fine to me to my face. And they're telling somebody something rude about me behind my back. Wow, that's that's new to me. I feel like everything was hunky-dory in my mind and just fine. But either way, that sense that you're not really connected to somebody can be painful at work. And especially so if that person is on your team or if the person is on another team, but somebody that you have to work with frequently. So what can you do in this scenario? Well, I've certainly faced this in my career before. And I will tell you my my tendency and I've actually never had anything that was so severe that w- that it was limiting my productivity or my ability to do my job. And if it was, one, I'm not remembering it right now. And two, I have such a low tolerance for misery that I probably would just leave the job <laughs> if that was the case. Um, but if there is somebody that you're working with that you're having a difficult time with, You've got different ways to handle it. I Going back to the way I handle it, I tend to handle it the very behind-the-scenes way. I am super self-aware and self-reflective and always think about like, 
what can I do differently? Or more importantly, what can I think or what can I feel differently in order to shift the energy of the situation? So I'm going to talk to you about some of those like behind the scenes type of things you can do to heal a relationship. And then a couple of more practical things that are a little bit more outward that you can use to improve a relationship with somebody who does not like you. Well, I've talked about the first behind the scenes thing that I like to do to heal relationships a couple of different times on the show. And so I'll just start with that one. It's finding something that you like about the person at all costs. So as soon as you have this awkward energy with someone and you feel like, "Mm, you know, we just really don't connect that well, do everything you can behind the scenes to think about and envision what you really appreciate about that person. Find some gratitude. Even if you have to write down five or six things that you appreciate and like about this person, it will start to diffuse the energy a little bit. What what that does is it shifts the filter of our brain to look for things that we like. Because if we're looking for limitations and things we don't like, we're just going to keep finding that about the person. And we're going to go down that downward spiral that we've talked about so many different times in different ways on the show. So how can you have that abundance mindset and open your mind and heart to someone and say, I know there's something great in this person because there's something great about everybody. What are the things that I love about this person? And love may be a little bit of a stretch for you right now, but what are the things that you like about the person? What are the strengths that they bring to the table? What are the things that they can do really, really well that you're not really that great at? I've I've been recognizing this in someone that I work with. I don't have to work with this person a lot. However, one thing that I admire about this person is how doggedly committed they are to everything being really precise and exact in terms of numbers. If you know me at all, you know that is not my strong suit. So when I think about this person and the way that we, I wouldn't even say we butt heads, we just don't jive really well or gel really well, is that this person is super like numbers focused and kind of hard lined where I'm a little bit more fluffy light those types of things. I don't even know how else you want to describe it. So I can look at that person and say, wow, that's something I really admire. And I know that for the person that you're thinking of, there's something in them that you don't possess that you're like, wow, that's actually something I admire. Maybe not something that you would choose to exude or to do, but what's something that you can appreciate and admire? That's one of my favorite behind the scenes tools to use to shift energy in a relationship. And I've watched it not just with me, but with a lot of my clients when I suggest that they do that. I've watched it change the energy. The other behind the scenes thing that you can do for that person to heal the relationship is forgiveness work. And my preferred method of doing this is using a mirror And I I use like a pocket mirror, but you can stand in front of your bathroom mirror if you prefer to do that. And literally just saying, I love you and I forgive you and saying the person's name. If you are in a really tense and bad way with somebody, this is absolutely necessary for your healing. I'm like 100% convinced, especially if it's been going on a while. 
if it's deep rooted. I've told the story on the show before of how I've healed a very significant relationship in my life just by doing this for like 45 days. It takes commitment. It feels really, really awkward, but it absolutely works and shifts the energy. So if you're in a place where it's like, I can't not do this because I have to keep working with this person. And this is somebody that if I don't heal this relationship, I'm going to probably have to leave my job. And maybe you're not ready to do that. You've got to get in and do some forgiveness work. I like doing the mirror work. You can either pray on forgiveness. That's another big thing is just surrender. Um, you can do some journaling on it and there's lots of resources out there on forgiveness for you to explore because maybe there's another way that's better for you. So I would say most recently as I'm going deeper within myself spiritually, I've been into meditation now for like a solid year of meditating every single day. I have missed probably a handful of days and I I've said before on the show, that's like, to me, that's like the gateway drug to opening up your spirituality is to meditate and be quiet. And I shifted that a little bit in the November timeframe and actually started being more intentional about speaking to God and praying. And now I believe that there's a lot of power in surrendering relationships to God. And just allowing God or the universe or the divine or whatever you say, I've settled on just saying, God, I just want you to know if you're not a God person, but you believe in a higher source and you just don't want that label, I'm, we're all still talking about the same thing here. Surrendering to a higher power is so powerful and just letting the relationship be put in the higher power's hands to be healed and intentionally praying on that and asking for a miracle because they absolutely can happen in relationships. So those are my three behind the scenes things that you can do. Gratitude and abundance mindset about the person, um, surrendering it to God and also forgiveness work. Those are my three tactics that I always go to. Now, if you're at a place where you're like doing the behind the scenes work, but you're also like, but there's something I have to say to this person, or I really feel like we need to come to some type of an agreement together. I I think you, the most powerful way to go about this is to do the inner side of the work that we've just talked about and then move into the outer work. Now, that's not what traditionally workplaces are going to do. If there's some type of workplace conflict that HR is involved, they're just going to make you go straight to that outer work and hash it out and talk it out and write each other letters or move you to a different department or whatever fix they're going to put on that. But start with the inner work, then move into the outer work. And my recommended step for the outer work is to have a mediated conversation. I highly recommend this because not only do I lead them, I love mediating conversations. And to me, like the bigger the conflict, the better. I love just bringing people together to that neutral space and reconnecting them. It's just like one of my favorite things to do. And I found that it's way better, especially if the relationship is really damaged and you definitely know this person is, you know, not a fan of yours and you're like, we've got to move through this. Sit down with a neutral third party that is skilled in mediation. So somebody who's good at asking questions, holding space, being present, hearing both sides equally. That's super, super important. 
And then both sides speak it out, talk it out. And I just want you to remember if, if you're initiating this mediation conversation, it's really important for you to go into it with an open mind and also a a listening and present heart, because there's probably something that has happened between you that you're not really even aware of. Um, maybe something you did that you didn't know that you did. And so you have to be fully present and listening to be able to hear that and accept that and move forward with that. So you have to go into this with a a pretty open mind that, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to listen and be present. And then the last thing you have to do in terms of having this conversation is you have to leave the conversation and totally clean the slate. So there can't be any type of hangover and, there needs to be some type of agreement between the two of you. So in other words, you may agree, Hey, we don't necessarily have to be uber cordial and friendly to each other, but we do need to speak to each other when we're in the same room to each other with in the same room as each other. Because if, if there's someone who doesn't like you at work and you're in a group situation and the people know that you don't like each other, it just makes it awkward for everybody so leaving that mediation, you guys have to agree we are completely on a clean slate and we're going to start over from this point. I think that's the best path on the outer world side. Again, like I said in the episode yesterday, if you're dealing with someone who is abusive or conniving or harassing or doing anything that's like extreme, then you need to report that person to HR and you do, you know, p- probably go into some type of a legal conversation over what needs to happen as a result of that. Most of the time it hasn't gotten that bad. So you can do your inner work and then have the outer conversation with a person and clean the slate and just make an agreement to come to that neutral place. If you're hearing this and you're like, oh, hell no, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm so pissed off at that person or they've really ruined my life. They took my job. They stole a project or took credit for this work that I actually did, then you've got some layers that need to come off of yourself and your heart in terms of self-forgiveness and self-love and learning to let go. Getting to a neutral place with someone that you have conflict with, it requires maturity, it requires discipline, and it requires you to be the biggest and best version of you. So I want you to go out there today and Be thinking of how, if there are any awkward relationships that you have at work, how can you heal those from the inside? And you may be surprised a lot of these, a lot of these inner things that we do heal the relationship on all levels. So you don't even have to have an outer conversation. And if you're feeling like after hearing this, man, I probably am ready to move into some type of conversation or mediation, talk to somebody at work and have them help you find someone who can do that for you. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episodes on having your best energy at work. And I hope you have a fabulous weekend. And I look forward to talking with you again on the next episode. That's a wrap for this episode of the Morning Light Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and share with your loved ones. And for more insights and inspiration, check out my website at firstleadyou.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next time.
Mm-hmm.